Listen, my son, to the precepts of the Master, and attend with the ear of your heart. This is advice from a Father who loves you. Welcome it and put it into practice. With these words, St. Benedict begins his holy rule and establishes from the very beginning that the heart and soul of his vision of the monastic way of life is love. He begins with the love of the master, the abbot, for this person who is seeking to enter into a way of life that will be for him the opening up of a treasure. As he seeks God, he will find him in the monastic way of life. St. Benedict ends his rule in the penultimate chapter by again returning to this central theme of love as he describes the good zeal of a monk that includes genuine, amazing love for God and love for his brothers in the monastery. So the rule ends with its goal, which is love. And in the intervening chapters, time and again, Benedict makes reference to this love. At one point he says, as we actually begin to internalize the discipline of the rule, we will run with unspeakable sweetness in the delight of God's commands, powered by that love that animates our hearts. The love of God and the love of one's brothers in community, this is the heart and soul of the rule of St. Benedict. But Benedict knew in his great wisdom that love, true love, loving God and loving one's neighbor is not easy. For a fallen human being, it is incredibly difficult because our fallen human nature continues to get in the way of the free expression and of our love for God and of neighbor and the free reception of that love in turn from God and neighbor. What Benedict calls self-will and pride. Our fallen nature constantly interrupts the capacity that we have even now, limited as it may be, to enjoy ever more fully that love which is God's gift to us and which is our promised heritage and destiny. So Benedict sets up in his rule a way of life that will, if followed dutifully and in a heartfelt way, help us unleash that capacity for love and for the reception of love that is inherent in every person and is the gift of our union with Christ in baptism. And in his rule, Benedict basically outlines two major ways in which that love has to be cultivated by hard work. One is prayer the solitary prayer that one has in the depths of one's heart 
that deepest, most intimate and personal encounter with God that none of us can ever truly put into words. The prayer that comes out of the sacred reading of Lexio Divina, where we encounter God directly through the power of the scriptures that have been given to us as a gift and as a guide for true Christian living. And the power of prayer that is unleashed in us most powerfully through this ecclesial act that is the worship of God in the church, in the divine office, in the sacraments, particularly of the Eucharist and of the sacrament of reconciliation. These powerful encounters with Christ in the here and now that are given to us to help us on our journey to heaven. Prayer. So Benedict outlines in great detail the rigor of the monastic life's commitment to regular prayer. Because he knows that if a human being left to his own devices, unless he is one of those remarkable soul combatants that he calls a hermit, most of us, without the support of the structure of the life of prayer in the monastery and of the mutual support of our brothers, we will fail in the task of genuinely following this way of life in prayer. And the second part, the second dimension of the monastic life that St. Benedict outlines so fully is that of our life in community, of living together as brothers. And Benedict knew all too well that without the discipline of the rule, each of us in his fallen sinfulness would let self-will take over, and in a myriad of ways we would harm one another and ultimately harm ourselves by little or grand acts of self-indulgence or petty rivalry or, God forbid, malicious hurt. But whatever degree it would take, life in community would become toxic and thus would no longer have that capacity which Benedict intended it to have, which is to form us ever more fully in fraternal charity, to learn that the foibles and weaknesses of our brothers are gifts from God to us, so that we can learn to love through and beyond the weakness, either of body or behavior, so that we can learn to see the brother as Christ sees him, and thus come to love that brother ever more fully in the light of the gospel and in the grace that we have received from God. And so Benedict sets up the discipline of the rule, very clearly warning us against acts of self-will and encouraging us by the discipline of our way of life to embrace obedience in imitation of Christ himself and to learn, albeit slowly and often painfully, the way of humility because he so clearly understood in his own life that it was only through humility that a person can come 
to leave off the old self and put on Christ. This is the gift that St. Benedict gave to the Church. It's the gift that he gives to us. So on this, his great feast day, let us ask our Holy Father and Founder's intercession that by the power of God's grace at work in each of us, each and every day, we may come slowly, yet inexorably, to run the way of God's commandments in the joy and love of the Holy Spirit.